The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. A brand new Positive Talk Radio. I got to tell you, that was that good? That was great. Oh, my God, I loved it. I I was really impressed. I you know we let her decide to do what she was going to do, and, and for those of you that are wondering that haven't watched any of my previous shows, this is a brand new opening that we just played, mm-hmm. and uh, I wanted to save it for one of my favorite people. Uh, oh. Sandy Stamato is with us. She is a uh, a business coach, transitional, transitional, transitional coach. Yes. yes, for something called a limb dweller. Explain exactly what a limb dweller is. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to tell you in the audience, first of all, thank you for having me, Kevin. It is always so nice to see you. I love what you're doing. And it's just, and your intro is, you nailed it. Or she nailed it. I think she deserves a raise. (laughs) (laughs) Brand new. (laughs) Yeah, I I told her that today myself. So, (laughs) you know, I said, you're hired. You're hired. I love that. So limb dweller is actually just a word that I use to explain how oftentimes people that don't do the typical kind of nine to five, you know, march the beat of the different drum type of deal. People that just don't fit the regular mold that this culture kind of really esteems. And there's a story that goes with it. And I don't know if we can post anything on on, if you if you I can post the. the, um, there's a little animated video that explains the specific story that happened when I was 28 years old. Oh, That's... where can I find it? Oh, at limbdweller.com. Uh, by the way, that is, and uh, you've also got another website, which is wide, wisewomensjourney.com. No, I was, a, I was a guest speaker on that. Oh, you were, oh, I am so confused. I know, it happens to the best of us. So limbdweller.com, right? Limbdweller.com. And I just, you know, because I've told the story enough times that usually people go, and it's a little animated story, bottom line, you know, somebody, somebody said the right thing at the right time when I was 28 years old and basically told me that who I am and the way I think and how I show up in the world is perfect. And I just... That story has propelled me to do the business that I do today. And I could go and tell you the whole story, but Kevin, I think you've heard it three times, maybe, <laughs> maybe two. <laughs> so where, so I'm not where, trying to be mysterious. It's just, it's, it's, it's not so much the word as it's really the spirit. And that's the spirit of, of shame-free. We show up as we are. I work with a lot of entrepreneurial women. I felt really. Hold on just a second. I've I've got it here, so I'm going to pull it up oh, so you that we are? can watch it. Is oh, that, is, good. Let's watch it. Let's 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 see how we're testing my uh, technical abilities at this. Oh, point. that's great. Um, but uh, we are going to go here, and uh, there it is. And really flaky and insecure because I. Try- 
Oops, I think you have, to, you have to keep your little thing on there. I don't know why. So I felt a lot of pressure, right fit. I mean, why couldn't I just be an attorney or an insurance broker or something? Ugh. So I called my beloved mentor, Tracy, to cry on her shoulder about all of this once more. She was on another line. So imagine my angst when her snarky receptionist, upon hearing that I changed jobs again and had another new work phone number, responded, Boy, Sandy, we'd better start writing your work phone number in pencil. Ouch. <sighs> I hung up and burst into tears. When my mentor called back and heard my tale of woe, she simply and very matter-of-factly said, Oh, sweetie, you're not a flake. You're just a loom dweller. And then proceeded to talk about something else. I was like, wait, what? I, I'm a what? I stuttered mid-sob. She then explained, as if everyone knew this, that there are two types of people in the world. Trunk dwellers, those who hold on to the trunk of the tree and are completely content to work at the same job for 30 years, following the normal prescribed path. They love the view and it works for them. Then there are those like us, the limb dwellers, she said. We're the ones who like to shimmy up the tree and scoot out on the limb. Sometimes it's lonely, sometimes it's windy, sometimes it's scary, but, and she paused very dramatically. Oh, sweetie, what of you? At that moment, time stood still. Tracy gave me permission to explore new career opportunities without any shame. I had a new way of looking at my adventurous spirit. I wasn't flaky. I was simply a limb dweller. And it was a life changer. One story, one comment, no judgment. That's what I do now as a coach. I sit on the limb with you. Whether you're stuck and need to scoot out further, or maybe it's about hopping up to the next branch of the tree. Whatever it is, I'm right there with you, 100%. I wow. got to tell you, that is beautiful. That's really, I haven't seen it for a while. Wow, who is she? No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no well, it was really, that's, that is, that is the story that changed, changed everything. And I was 28 years old. You know, that plays right into what I like to talk about a lot these days because everybody that I know, everybody that I've met at one point or another in their life, for you, it happened for you when you were 28. For me, I was 40. And that is, is this all there is? Mm -hmm. Was one question. The other question was, what am I really here to do? Mm -hmm. Am I really here just to just to do my job and then to go home and have dinner and get up in the morning and do the same thing. And what is it going to take? What is it going to take for me to really understand who I really am? Oh, that is such a good segue into some of the work I'm doing right now. Cause I'm, so did I interrupt you? No, no, not a bit. Okay. Not a bit. Please go. So as a transitional coach and I've worked with men as well as women, I work with professionals that are wanting to make a transition, right? And nothing brings up that fear, the vulnerability, the imposter syndrome, the, the shame, than being in that middle stage where you don't know what you're gonna do. You don't know where you're going. You don't, you, it's, it's almost like my experience has been is like most of the people I know, they don't trust themselves. They've lost confidence in even their, their ability to make choices. And because of that, it's a trend. I thought it was just, I used to work with women 50 and 60, and what I've noticed is that this trend, <laughs> I opened up the box because, you know, I learned about limb dwellers when I was 28. Why wouldn't this information help me at that point? So I've opened it up. 
Um, and what I've opened up is <laughs> that curiosity. Okay, work with me here. Yeah. <laughs> Just work with me it. here. Because people always it. go, what? It's kind of like it's it's like when there's a choice to be made or something big happens and there and fear is present, what happens in your head? Thousand voices go off. Usually the really loud ones that are saying things like, I'm going to die, you know, whatever it is. But everybody has voices. We're not crazy. It's the way our brain works. And so we have, it's almost like half of the table. If you think of, if you think of your brain as like a boardroom, half of the table's saboteurs. And we forget that we have another half that are the sage, wise, smart, intuitive, executive functioning folks on that side of the table. So what I started doing is I started doing a game called learn, you know, meet your internal board of directors. And so what I've do, been doing with my clients, which has really been fun, because the thing is, is the whole idea is that you are the most interesting person you'll ever meet. And if you can get away from the shame and, oh my God, there's something wrong and step back for a minute and think, huh, I wonder who I am. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, I mean, I hear a lot of loud voices, but there's got to be other voices. And it's like, we don't know ourselves. We've been so busy. So what I, my clients do is I identify an issue. Like, should I stay or should I go? It's a perfect, you can fill in the blank. And I'm just going to use an example and just kind of hang with me, Kevin. I'll get there. But I was in a, I did no, we're, a good. We're, we're good. This is, this is very um, educational for a lot of folks because their, their thought processes are going through all of this. Oh, all the time. And the thing is, is that most, what I found is that most of us just, don't have a way of accessing those other parts of our brain because we're so used to hearing those loud ones. The thing is, is that there's a lot of quiet ones that just give up because it's like, it's too loud. <laughs> Who's going to fight? So what I did uh, is I created this boardroom game. And, and what I was going to say before, a minute before is that um, to give you an example of, of how this is so universal, I just did a workshop and I had six or seven women and I said, should I stay or should I go? What comes up for you? And every single person said something. There was like, you know, only losers leave. Um, where? How could I get another job? This is the best it's ever going to be. My dad always told me this is the best job for a woman. I mean, there was like nine or 10 things that we listed within two minutes. And we all looked at each other and I said, can you imagine making a sane decision when that's going on? And so it was that moment of saying, you know, of thinking, wow, I need to step back and find out who I am. So that's the, that's the internal board of directors game. And how it works is you, you put down something, should I stay, should I go? And you start noticing the comments, then you give them a name. <laughs> and then guess what? You step back because you're the president. And if you don't have a president on a board of directors, it gets pretty wacky. If anyone is out there in, in, in radio land and for you, you know, certainly I've had that experience where there are no leaders and a lot, you know, just everybody's talking at once. And that's what it's like sometimes when we're trying to make a decision. So the whole point of what I'm bringing up is that how, how, how can any of us make a good decision if we don't know who we are, if we don't know what's important to us, if we're so in so much fear that all I can hear is if I leave, I'll die. You know, it gets that, you know, primal or it's like, woe is me. I mean, there's a whole list of things that, that will keep me stuck. What's how also, hmm? oh, I'm sorry, but no. it, it, it's, it's also the people around us that are saying that when you say, I am feeling passionate about this. Yeah. Oh, no, you can't do that. What about your job? What about your, your kid? So 
you got to hold your gold. You got to hold on to your gold. If there, if there's, it's like a seedling. You got to hold on to your gold. It's, it's honestly what people say exteriorly is nothing compared to what happens internally. When there's a solid, like this is what I'm going to do, and someone's solid, you, I'm sure we've all experienced that. Being around somebody who's really solid in what they're doing, and they're making a decision, and it's not like it's up for consensus because they feel solid, and you know when somebody's confident about what they're doing. Yep. And, but you're right. It's that other little voice. It's the little voice that gets drowned out by the fear. And if you can get rid of the fear and, or at least recognize the fear. And one of the things that we were going to talk about during the course of the show that you mentioned to me in an email was how to get rid of that inner voice or how to deal with that or use it for a positive, positive way rather than have it control you. Because, there are, you know, I interviewed somebody not too long ago and a gal called in. And this was a rather a sad story. She called in and she said, you know, I would really love to do this. That's my passion. But I'm 70 years old. I have Social Security. It basically pays my bills. But I feel secure by having this other job that I don't particularly like. But I do it because... It's more security mm-hmm. rather than saying the hell with it. I'm 70 years old. How much time do you think I got left? I'm going to go do what my passion is, what my little voice is telling me to do. That's, you know, what I've found is that when somebody really is in a place where they really are curious and want to know, they're not in judgment. They're not beating themselves up. They're not trying to, you know, kill off their inner child, you know, all this stuff, put them in the trunk. I mean, I've heard it all. That's not what this is about. It's really finding out those different voices. Most people have about five or eight voices right? that at some point, probably half of them are quite, you know, quieter that we only hear when we're really calm. But the whole idea of like what you're talking about with that example, with that woman, how do you make a decision? If you've got that voice saying, I'm 70, I'm done, I'm done. And if she still has a desire, that's the time when the board of director comes in handy because it's like, thank you. I heard what you had to say. Now let me hear what the other side of the table has to say. And what happens is because when we start, and it's a practice, this doesn't happen overnight. I mean, I work with clients and I do uh, monthly, we meet bi-monthly, you know, twice a month and keep talking about this because a lot of times those voices are so loud, you have to negotiate with them. So I'm going to give you an example. I have a colleague or a colleague, I'm sorry, a client who um, has a really authoritative, authoritative voice. I mean, this is like I do voice dialogue. I'm a voice dialogue practitioner. So we've talked about this voice before, before we started doing the board of directors just to get her started. And this voice is like, nope, nope, nope. So here's what's happened because she's been practicing this for a while, literally sitting down in the morning, <laughs> drawing a circle putting the chairs there and saying, I'm calling a meeting because we got a lot of stuff going on inside. And each person, she gives each person a chance to talk, including Judge Judy and Fatty Annie and all the other ones, you know, all those other voices that she has on her board, right? That all of us have, you know, there's nothing really terribly unique. We all have some variation of some of this stuff. And what she decided is after she heard everybody 
And I'm going to use the example of your 70 year old woman after she used, you know, her everybody that had something to say, including the sage side, including the 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 child, the 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 curiosity, the the love, the passion, the juice that that got her to even think about doing something new. She took all of that in, and this is what my client said: is she said she stepped back and she said, "Okay, I got enough information. I'll think about it." And she said, "What happened at the end of that that?" Board, you know, the boardroom is that the voice kept going. This cracked me up. She said, she said, okay, I, what she call that? Uh, it was like Judge Judy and, you know, the, the hammer, the sledgehammer, you know, get going. She said, you two obviously have a lot to talk about. Why don't you guys take it offline? I'm going to shut down the meeting because I got to get to work. And at first I was laughing. I said, what did that do for you? She said, Sandy, it was quiet. Which is which? That that that's that says it all. It really does. How do you? We all have got these voices, and mine. One of mine sp sounded like my mother, um, and and it's not it's not from the standpoint of uh, do what you your passion is. It's the the um, idea that you need to do what you're supposed to do. You know, because I grew I grew up. I'm 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 older. You're you're like 25, but I'm I'm a little so older. Charming. <laughs> <laughs> so and charming. When I woke up, when I when, when I woke up, when I when I was growing up, it was the get a job, support the family, mm -hmm. get a picket fence, have a couple of kids, have have, and that's that is your life. Then you do that for 30 years or 40 years, and then you retire. But nobody tells you what to do when you retire. But uh, um, that wasn't. It got to a point where that wasn't going to work for me. I, I really wanted to follow. I, and we're only here for such a short time. So and what was it for you, Kevin, that that where was the stake in the ground for you? I mean, let me back up. The reason why I talk about the board of directors is I find it's the easiest way to move through things because you can negotiate, you can listen, and there's a calmness to it. But everybody has a different way of, you know, when that stake is in the ground where it's time to make a change, like, I cannot, I can't not, not make a change. You know, what was it for you that had you all of a sudden you're doing podcasts and radio shows? What was it for you that moment where you could have sat on the couch? Like you told me your dad did in the last yes. episode we were together. So what was it for you that changed? When I was, when I, well, and a series of events. Okay. Uh, when I, when I was 40 and I went to Thanksgiving dinner with my family and they're, they they were fundamentalist Christians, and I grew up in the Christian church, and I went went to, to, to Lutheran and all that stuff, and I just didn't feel complete. I didn't feel like that was enough for me. Mm -hmm. So so I left that gathering on on Thanksgiving, went to a friend's house, and I was and it was really bothering me because it was like we were talking about this is the way it is and this is how it is and stuff, and I just didn't it didn't resonate with me. Mm -hmm. So I was sitting there talking to a couple of friends and I was saying this and they were looking at each other and they said, you know, we're having the same conversation. It's just doesn't feel right. So we got together as, as a, as a group, uh, there were four of us, my wife at the time and, and them, and we started looking at more spiritual things, more different things, how, how to live your life more authentically, how to be part, uh, how to be part of the solution instead of part of the problem and stuff. And, and my friend came to me one day and said, 
we have to start a TV show because we need to go on TV. I mean, he had a mullet and a long thing and stuff. And, and he said, we got to get on TV and tell people about this stuff. And, they, and I said, well, I don't think we can do that. I'll look into it. So I did. And we can't. Uh, but we could do radio. Yeah. And, and so we started doing a show called Spirit Talk on a local radio station two nights a week, a couple hours at a time. And we talked about meditation and we had a, a psychic medium on and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, as it, so I started doing that, but I was also a district sales manager for a major food company. So I had a full-time job and I was, I was paid well and I had like 12 reports and all of that. And, uh, but, and so a year, so we did that for about a year, just a couple of nights a week. My boss found out about it and he was saying, no, nope, you're going to have to quit. You're going to have to either quit that or you're going to have to quit us because I don't want a district sales manager talking about, uh, you know, woo woo stuff. Uh, out years there, ago, yeah. You know, and from yeah. his perspective. Yeah. And uh, at, at that same time, and this is in my world, this is how you know that you're on track, that you're following your passion. So uh, he told me that. And then that at the next part of that same conversation, he said, oh, by the way, our company's about to be sold. And, and so. It's okay. So, Pretty so, easy decision away. there. Yeah. yeah. So, so the, the, the sale came through. And because of the sale, he forgot about me and doing the radio. So I continued to do it. And the sale came through at that moment. And uh, um, I get a letter and it says, well, you've been accepted to continue with us and uh, with a new company. But they were moving to Portland. And so I didn't want to deal with all of that. And I didn't like the company. and I didn't like the boss. And so all of these things lined up for me that I didn't like the company. I didn't like their message. I didn't like the boss. I didn't, I didn't want to be a district sales manager for them. So this is the funny part. I go into the general manager's office and I'm there with the head guy from the new company who's coming in there. And, and he said, well, thank you for, and I'm welcome to the new team. And I said, well, no, you don't understand. I don't want to work for you. I don't, I don't like you. I, you know, so I don't like your mission. So he said, so what are you going to do? Are you going to quit? I said, no, you're going to uh, give me, you're going to lay me off and you're going to give me unemployment benefits. And he said, no, I'm, I'm sorry. We don't do that. I said, well, you know, you just laid off a guy that has been with the company for 25 years and you're going to pay him a year of severance and benefits for a year. Why don't you give him my job? Cause that he used to do my job, give him my job and I will um, go away and you'll give me unemployment. <laughs> and he stops and he goes, excuse me, just a moment, leaves the room. It's gone for five minutes, comes back and said, okay, you got a deal. Oh. And, and so at the same moment, I was looking for another radio station that I could go do more with and had bigger reach. Mm. And KKNW in Bellevue was mm. flipping their format from mm. an all new CNN format to a, uh, what they call a block programming format. So people mm. could buy time. Yeah, and so I, so, and then that happened at the exact same moment. So I quit my job, got unemployment, and and started doing positive talk radio 
two hours a day, five days a week. And it all was, and that's, that's how I know that this is what I'm supposed to do. It was all. There was a point you made, I mean, because it's such a great story because it's about vision, right? I mean, like being pulled somewhere, but you made that point where you were in a group of people, right? You happen to be the right time at the right place because this imposter syndrome, whatever you want, it festers in isolation. So it was a beautiful thing that you had that that's grace to me. It's like you had that moment where you had like-minded people that supported you, supported each other. And that doesn't happen for, you know, that doesn't happen for everyone. See now when, when that happened for me, it was like everything was lining up because I had said to my creator, um, I'd said to my guides, my boardroom, if yeah. you, if you will, that I, I said, you know, I, I really would like to do something. And then I, I did the numbers and I, and it all worked that I could make, if I sold enough advertising, I could make it all work mm -hmm. and I could make as much or more money than I was making currently. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. circumstances came into play and I wasn't able to get that done. But, but at the same time, it, it sent me on a completely different path. Absolutely. And look, here you are today. And so this is, I mean, and so I have people that are trying to find their calling. Yes. And what a big word. Like I'm trying to find my calling. I don't know what my calling. It's such a big word. It's like, Woke, woke, you are to go this way. You know, it's such a big <laughs> word. And it's like, and to me, the reason why I do the board of directors is for one thing, get back that confidence. I mean, we are so interesting. I have to tell you, I am the most interesting person. I've ever <laughs> well, and not only that, you're extremely talented at what you do. And I'm teasing, but yes, thank you. No, but, but you are. And, uh, but you know that. But you didn't always know that. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I think sometimes, you know, I, I listen to different speakers and I read a lot of books and I'm in the coaching community. And to me, you know, it's like one, two, three, go, you're going to get there. And to me, it's like the reason why I like what I do is it's playful. It is playful. It is interesting. It's fascinating. I mean, I'm going to go back to the board for a minute, for a minute, Kevin, because like, just back to that example that you used with, I'm going to go back to your seven-year-old woman, because I work with an 80-year-old, 81-year-old woman. I mean, this is, age is a funny thing. But yeah. this woman, the seven-year-old woman, if she was curious, just, just imagine this. Let's say that the voice, like she's done enough of these boardrooms that she knows the voices. She's actually come up with a name and she has like a picture of what they look like. It's not antagonistic. She just knows that, you know, the controller is trying to keep things safe. You know, the, the critic is trying to keep things safe. You know, all the, the negative voices. And she's getting to know the positive voices, let's say. And the thing is, what, she, what I find so fascinating, it's so interesting. When you take one of those negative voices and you say, you know what? Board meetings called. I'm going to take, you know, controller, you know, Sammy, Sammy. Everybody has funny names. One, one client had, she called him Uncle Louie. I you know, so I'm going to go take Uncle Louie out for a cup of coffee and I'm going to get to know him. And you sit down and you actually interview that voice. It's so interesting because there's no juice about it. It's not, not like, you know, you know, I hate you. You're trying to screw me over. It's like, wow. So who are you? You say that we shouldn't make this decision. Why is that? And you start writing and you start finding out things like, well, remember what happened when you were in eighth grade? I'm kind of concerned the same thing's going to happen. And you reply as the president, I hear you. How do you think things have changed since then? I mean, now let's fast forward. That was eighth grade. You know, you start really playing with it. It gets very creative, but it's so playful. 
And then it's like when those voices, you know, like like for for example, say the controller starts going, it's like, I hear you. I'll tell you what. After the meeting, you and I will have a sidebar meeting. We'll talk every Monday and I'll make sure I'll show you the numbers. You know, it's like we'll do you negotiate. And it's 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 neuroscience at its finest. And this is this is something they've been working with our brains and especially in the last 20 years with positive psychology. There's all sorts of, you know, there's also sorts of data that backs up what I do. I just think it's bringing together the neuroscience and spirit because it's playful. It's so playful. It's like, wow, Kevin. So you so I'm I'm inside your head right now, Kevin. Are you with me? I am. Okay. <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable in there. Yeah, I know, I know. I'll make it quick. It, yes, <laughs> me. But let's say that voice that you call your mother is really the protector. It's oh, the, no, it is. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's protector, but maybe it's been a, a big protector. And your mom's part of that big protection, you know? But that protector maybe is getting in the way of you maybe finding, you know, finding people to advertise because she doesn't want you to be hurt if you hear no. I mean, there's all these really interesting things you start finding out, and that's where the negotiation starts. And it, it, and when you said when people are trying to find out what they're going to do, um, when I started doing the radio show, I yes. was very nervous about it. Yeah. And it was me and my my friend who I thought it was, I thought he was far and away much more articulate than I was much smarter than I was, had a lot of the things going for him, but he couldn't, you put him, you put him behind a microphone and he was like dumber than a stick. Mm -hmm. And it was, and so after like uh, a month of doing shows or two months of doing shows, um, he came to me and said, I don't know if I can do this. And uh, I said, well, I'd like to continue. And he said, you can do this. So he was like, so I didn't even know if I would be any good at, at this turns out that I'm not half bad. And, and so, but that's part of the evolution that we go through in our life where we decide we w might want to try something. And I'm sure that you talk to people about, well, go ahead, try it in some manner or form um, to, to move forward with, with your life. And, and so that you can open up the doors and open up this other side and, and give them, pardon me, and give them the opportunity to come in and work with you because the other side, yes, they want to protect you, but they also stifle your creativity, don't they? You mean they in terms of the voices? The, 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 yeah, the, the, the big voices in your head that, that want to keep you safe, that want to keep you um, where you are because. Absolutely. Absolutely. And rightfully so for a lot of, you know, when, when, you know, I can't speak to everyone's, I can speak for my own and I can speak, you know, in a general way about my clients. But what I found with, um, when I do voice dialogue, I don't want to get too far off this, but when I do voice dialogue, which is where I actually talk to that voice, I interview them. It's that's, fascinating. I've never, I've never heard of that before. I think that's awesome. Oh, it's, it's, it's a game changer, to be honest. Um, I could tell you story after story. Um, I will tell you one story. And I guess we're kind of all over the place, but you're with me, buddy. So since it's just the two of us talking, no worries. We're, we're, no, we're, 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 see, I love the, the shows where it's like you and I just went to Starbucks and we just ordered a cup of coffee. Yeah, we're just we're waiting for our order here. to come up. Yeah. yeah and, we're, and we're talking about, about stuff. And then people that this is highly relatable to other people oh, who may yeah. not have somebody to talk to. Absolutely. So, 
we're standing absolutely. in. Okay, so I'll tell you an example. When I was training to become a voice dialogue practitioner, and I went to I went to school, I went to classes for this. Um, there was one time we were doing a practice session, and I was really torn because I used to make jewelry. And um, I didn't have time to make jewelry, but I felt like I should be making jewelry, but I've got a full-time job. You know, I went back and forth and back and forth. So we're doing this voice dialogue. This woman is actually asking me questions. And before I know it, this was so wild. What I heard myself saying, because it's not like you're standing there consciously. It's like you kind of got to get, it's kind of like you're eating popcorn, you know, in the background. It's kind of like you're watching, you're like fascinated because the voice that comes up is so, has never, many times has never had a chance to be heard. So there's a lot of information. And this is, there's, this is all documented. There's nothing nutty about it. We all have it. But this particular voice, uh, I found out was named Bling Girl. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Bling Girl. And here's what I got out of this session. And there's nowhere in my realm of consciousness that I would ever have said this. What Bling Girl said in this, in this voice dialogue session is she said, you know what, Sandy? She said, you only bring me out when you want to make money. At Christmas time, you want to make jewelry so you can sell a bunch and so that you can make money. And then you put me away for the rest of the year. She said, but what you don't realize is I'm the one that brings the passion and the zest and the juice to all parts of your life. Don't put me in a closet. And That's I had brilliant. This, it was, and Kevin, I would never in a million years have thought to say that. It came out of my mouth. It changed the way I do business. Completely changed. It changed the way my office looks. I still don't have time to make jewelry. But that's not a, that's not what that was about. It was about honoring the inner, the, the creativity, the artist, the 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 part of me that rarely got expressed because I worked in corporate America and I worked, you know, I was a grown up, and so that was a game changer. So this type of work, I don't take lightly. It it's it's people come to me for transition, you know, they're going through a transition, and it really becomes about transformation, because to find out what what who. I mean, it's so, did I mention how interesting it is? <laughs> yeah. God, it's just, I, I, yeah. can, I can tell how passionate you are about <sighs> it. Now, when you said dialogue coach? Voice dialogue coach. Yes. I, I assume that you were talking about, well, let's talk about your dialogue. No, 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 no. It's your voice. That's what got me into doing the board of directors. I would do it with one, you know, just talk to one voice and then it became really clear that people really wanted to expand this and find out more about themselves. Because once once there's a sense of knowing, like you said, you were with that group of people earlier, right? Right. You had that group of people that all supported what felt right for you. Well, sometimes people don't have that group and it has to come internally. And that's what happens. That's the whole point is like getting everybody on the same page. I cannot tell you how peaceful it is to decide to do something without having that internal back and forth. It's so much energy. It's exhausting. So. Well, and it, it will change everything, won't it? Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's still, it's not like, you know, this is the savior, you know, this is like, this is the fun, you know, this is it, man. This is it. I don't mean that at all. I just mean, if there's any area for me at least, and the reason why I do what I do, it helps eliminate shame. It really helps to, I shouldn't say eliminate, but really, really, really minimizes shame. And as you know, from my story from way back when, from the time I was 28 years old and found I was a limb dweller, that's always been my theme is like a way to help people gently move that shame <laughs> away and find out really what the true 
what they really want to do. And that's such a powerful place to be. Well, don't you now, let me, let me ask you, don't you, in order to get to that place, don't you have to deal with these things in a constructive manner to get to where you want to go? Isn't that just part of the journey? So I, I try that once more. I don't think I would take care of what things or deal with what things. The, the little voices in your head and, and the things that are, that are out there that are stopping you from doing what you want, uh, be they uh, humans on, on that you're familiar with the, or the voices in your head, isn't that part of your journey to discover them, work through them, so that you can continue to do what's in your passion. What, quite frankly, for lack of a better term, why your soul came here. It would be amazing if everyone, you know, clicked into that way of thinking. But I think some people don't have the capacity. You know, when you talk about you, the universal you, I wish there were more people that did that. But a lot of people either don't have the time the luxury, quite frankly, you know, they're just trying to rub two nickels together, right? right. Or they're in a different part of the world. I, I do a lot of this work. I work with a, a gentleman in Spain during COVID. I work with somebody from Nigeria and, and, and Cape Town. And I've worked with people from around the world. And to have this time, this amazing time that we live in with all the crazy chaos that's happening, to be able to even ponder your soul's journey or your board of directors or whatever you want to call it to me is it's such grace. But I just think that, you know, I think we all come around, you know, around the mulberry bush a few times and some people, I think it's just not their time. Well, that's true. And there are some of us that are basically sleepwalking through life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, three months before my father passed away, I interviewed him. And mm. I said, so tell me about yourself. Tell me about your life. And he said, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm basically, I'm a one trick pony. I can do one thing and I don't feel comfortable being able to, you know, play golf and then go do this and work with the kids and, and, and work and, and stuff. I only feel comfortable working. And it, to me, that was like, gee whiz, how could that possibly be? But that's what he felt was in that that's all he could do was the one thing and uh and there are lots of people that are like so i tried to enlighten him a little bit and to say well wouldn't you like to and he said well i can't i don't understand how yeah doesn't he thought that i was clearly out of my mind because Mm -hmm. i was doing i was in corporate america and then i was doing the radio show and then i was unemployed and then my wife left he thought i was crazy and uh because that wasn't in his DNA. It wasn't in where he could be. And I don't think they had back then. He had to, he had to support the family. There weren't a lot of options. There weren't women bringing in as much money. You know, there were so many different, there weren't as many options. My mom, you know, it's funny. My mom passed. I always thought she thought I was just, what's she up to now? Like half the time she didn't know what my job title was. She's like, I don't know. You kids, you know, she had five of them. She was like, ah, but you know, at the end, what I realized is that she got a kick out of me. She got a kick. She loved, I never talked about the limb dweller per se. I just lived it. And my mom loved that. And it's so funny because if things had been different, my mom would have had a completely different life, but it just wasn't the case. And I think some people, you know, call them trunk dwellers or limb dwellers or whatever. I think some people that have a job for 30 years and they love it and they stick with it, 
they have a much harder time, as you know. But there's other people, like one of my dearest friends, she has her life. She's like, a, she does Tai Chi and she's doing this. And she goes, she's as busy as she was when she was working and she loves it. Yep. So, I, but, but, you know, again, different age, you know, it's a different it, age. It, it, it was. And we have, yeah. but there are still remnants of that. And that's what, that's why someone like you is so important to, oh, to so. get helps. Well, absolutely. To help somebody because you, you will present an idea that they have never thought of. If they're receptive, though. See, here's what I found out in the years I've been doing this. There's people that are in contemplative phase. Like, they'll say, yay, I want to do something. I want to change. But they they aren't there. They just aren't. You know, they're not ready to take action. So I have come to the point where um, I love working with people. But when people are really ready to step into something new, they get really interested in what's possible to make it a lot easier. You know, so they're a lot more open to it. So it, I don't think it's for everybody. I think everybody has a different path. I think that if someone's really ready to change and they're hitting their head against the wall because they're so tired of having that internal battle back and forth, because there's there's the good voice that's saying, do something that means something. Kevin, you don't want to be in corporate America. Go, flee. I don't know where, but go. You fly, know? little birdie, fly. Yay. And then there's another voice that's your dad's voice or whatever voice saying, you know, men stay at the job. They bring the money back, you know, whatever it is. So I just think that, honestly, anybody that has the courage to step out and do it, I just, man, I, the minute I meet him, I'm like, you go. Because it takes a lot of courage. A lot of people are really comfortable. and far out if you are comfortable staying where you're staying be there don't you know that's the whole thing it's like be there if you aren't if you think you should be doing the word should means there's a rule look at what that rule is because if you're where you're at be there you know if you want to keep moving take some steps but this back and forth thing is so exhausting well and i had a high a, a boyhood friend that called me later on in life and after a certain number of rum and cokes and he mm. would tell me on a, like on a, late on a friday night and he would call mm. me and tell me how he hated his job and mm. and stuff and and eventually I, I said to him look if you hate your job quit oh i can't quit if you hate your job quit i can't i've got to i've got to find something else and then quit he said oh, i can't do that my I wife didn't have time to do that i don't know yep. so they make up excuses and and which is and don't let me don't I don't want people to think that I'm I'm bashing you or or thinking less of you, but that's just your journey this time. Yes. And if you don't feel like that's your passion to do that, well, you know that's that's perfectly fine. Um, you will. It won't. Maybe not this time, but you will eventually, because that's how we grow. I think so. You know, and I I work with a, a friend of mine. Um, David Newkirk, who's just amazing. I call him my spiritual think tank. The guy's amazing. And um, actually, I should introduce him to you. You'd love to have him on your show. He's amazing. I would love to. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll do that afterwards. But he has these five stages, you know, the five stages of change. But what he's done is he's he's used it as a, we're, we're, we're working on it together, a self-assessment tool to see where you are in the cycle. Like, are you in pre-contemplation? Are you contemplating? Are you, you know, where are you? Because wherever you are, it's like, don't bash yourself for not being there. It may be a wake up call 
to move on. But but my whole thing is like that shame thing of like, oh, I suck because I'm not here. It's like, oh, man, it's just after a while, I don't know about you, but when I hear myself saying that, after a while, it gets so boring. <laughs> it's just like there's no juice. There's no, it's just, it's boring, right? And I'm listening to the saboteurs. I'm listening to the negative side. And it's like, how do I get back to the sage, to the energy? Because we all have that. We all have it. Some people are like, oh, I'm, I just have yelling. I'm like, no, you just haven't been listening. It's the way our brains work. You haven't been listening. You wouldn't be talking to me here. These are, you know, we all have that. Some of it's just not very developed. A lot of times the that voice, is, which is the loudest voice in our head, drowns out all the other ones. And and uh, and the, the other ones are like, oh, well, screw exactly. it. Wouldn't you after a while? It's like yeah, it's like I'm the not, loudest ones win. It's not always a good thing. I, there was a, there was a guy that I knew that was willing to in an argument was willing to raise up the level past where I felt comfortable to be able to go. So mm -hmm. I would always end up shutting down because I didn't want to go there because I knew that he would be willing to go to a place I wasn't willing to go. And that's where like our little voice in our head is like, you <clears throat> you be loud and you be obnoxious and you do what you want. And I'm just going to sit here. Eventually you'll get around. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, there's, there's a, I'm not, I don't really subscribe that much to the word mastery. I don't, you know, it's just, it's always, it hasn't, it, it doesn't inspire me. Let's put it that way. But I love the idea of bit by bit, you know, being able to make choices differently. I mean, God, you wouldn't believe, I mean, you think about it. It's like, should I get strawberries or raspberries? Oh, wait a minute. Last time I got raspberries, they were there. last time I got strawberries, you know, it's like enough, pick a freaking fruit and go. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> But it's also being the president. And that's the thing that I've noticed the biggest change is that my clients will step back and they'll say, thank you for your input. They are not run by the voice. The voice is running by them, but they're listening to the whole thing. And that's how I, it's changed me and it's changed the clients I'm working with. And I'm not noticing how they're making decisions. It's very different. We know what's interesting is this is our like third time together mm -hmm. and it's changed. Uh, number, number one, we, I do a better job when I get to know you a little bit and, and we can play off of you, but your work has changed. I can <laughs> see that uh -huh. from the first time that we talked till now. Yeah. And I think it's much more powerful. I think now. so. Oh, absolutely. 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 I stumbled across it. I've been doing the voice dialogue for a while, but I actually, when I went to a really bad transition myself, like, what am I doing? That's when I started doing everything that I teach. I mean, I had to stop and, the, and think, I couldn't, I couldn't, I was so afraid and the voice was so loud that I just started looking for, well, how do I make changes? How do I do this? And I saw the board of directors and I knew about the board of directors that the game's been around for a while. It's, you know, this, they do parts work. There's all these different names for it, but because it was a board of directors and my family had a nonprofit, I totally got, I was like, oh, that's perfect. And that's when I started doing I just started doing it. And then I started noticing the difference. And at the same time, I was working with another client. And then I started working with some more clients. And then I've started doing workshops. And it's, it's, um, it is probably the most satisfying and rewarding stuff I've ever done. Because it's, I mean, to be able to share with somebody that you, you're the most interesting person, you're fascinating. This isn't about judgment. This isn't about shame. This is like, oh, my God, you know? Now, do you primarily work with women or do you work with men too? 
I primarily work with women, but I do work with men. Matter of fact, some of my favorite clients have been men. So it's just, it's, 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 it's kind of just depends on if there's a good mesh. I, I'm, I market specifically to women, but like I said, some of my favorite clients have been men. Oh, very cool. So yeah. by the way, we are talking with uh, Sandy Stamato. Sandy Stamato. You have to say it Italian. That's the one. That's tomato. The one. <laughs> Tomato, like tomato. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, it's the same, same thing. Yeah, if, you, yeah. if you go to limdweller.com, you'll find out all the information about her. I was really impressed that we played your video or your. I was uh, really impressed. That 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 turned out really well. I, yeah, I that's a nice good. little thing. I don't know if people could hear it over the radio, yep, but you can. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's it's, really that's a nice little trick. I like that. Yeah, so it's it's fun and and uh, we're we're you know the thing is, uh, Sandy. What's the thing, the, Kevin? Tell me. It's an evolution, and it's yeah. a, it's as we continue to learn, continue mm -hmm. to grow. The idea, though, is to just not give up mm -hmm. so, and be, live, kind. Be, be kind, be kind, be kind. Live your life, be kind, and, and and take care of yourself and other people. And and sadly, there are going to be some people that aren't going to resonate with you at one point anymore. And then you have to just love them and say goodbye. And you or, know what, honestly, it's better. It, it's, you know, it's, it's, I just think there's a nut for every screw. I always have. <laughs> so I was raised. <laughs> there's a nut for every screw, honey. And the thing is, is that now there's a bumper sticker, right? That's there. a bumper right. sticker. I'm sure I think it's, I think it's probably around, but I was going to say, I think the thing that is, um, Oh, what was I going to say? You know, the kindness, you know, my sister said something to me once it was when my mom, my mama was in the hospital and we were, you know, three sisters that had no sleep. We were stressed out and like literally just like getting ready to, because we didn't know what else to do because we were so scared. We thought we were going to lose her. And I'll never forget my oldest sister, Sean, she said, girls, and she said, let's stop. And, you know, we were in the middle of like, I don't know what we were talking about. And she said, guys, this is the time we need to be kindest to each other. And it was like one of those moments and, you know, and that goes internally. It's like, be kind. Don't, you know, if you're going to do the board of directors, you want to talk about it or you go online. It, this isn't about trying to get somebody to shut up. This is the kindness that you're showing to every part of yourself. Just be kind and curious. And it's amazing. But if you go in there with a whipping post, like, you know, I found you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, shutting, shutting, shutting that voice down isn't, isn't going to work it's it's no, isn't, no. isn't it more that you're giving it voice and then you can negotiate apps you know what couldn't have said it better that's exactly what it is and that's where it gets so interesting i mean that's how i found out about bling girl she'd never had a voice before you know she sits at my board now we're not talking about multiple personalities <laughs> i know it's like I well, really had to do I like, this. I like you to meet Sybil. She's right over here. Yeah, no. Uh, so. Wait, come here. Say hi. <laughs> <laughs> or what Robin Williams used to do, which was, hey, you, shut up. Hey, don't say it. You know? <laughs> so all I can say is I have neuroscience to back me up on all of this. <laughs> oh, But you know what? You don't need any science because it's real. It is real. Um, and, and I'm willing to bet that when you get people talking about this, that, that, that you have to have clean Kleenex nearby because some of the conversations can be really difficult and heartfelt at the same time. And honest. 
And Honesty I, is is kind of an important factor honest. if you're gonna if you're gonna go talk to Sandy, you need to be honest with yourself and with her because it because it doesn't make any sense to do anything else. No, it really doesn't. No. You're gonna pay for something, get the most out of it. You know, I got to tell you, Sandy. One of the things that I'm doing is um, I'm picking like a hundred people, 120 people that I'm that I consider to be folks that I want to hitch my wagon to, uh, who I really enjoy talking to. Mm. And you're one of those. Oh, I thought you were going to say, unfortunately you didn't make the list. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I was going to say that, uh, we're, we're going to send you a link for this show and, and so forth. And I will, and, and I would heartily invite you back to, you you can book yourself whenever you want to, uh, because this shows like this, have meaning. Oh, thank you, Kevin. Like, like, let me give you the 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 last day that I did my show on KKNW in Seattle in 2003. Uh, they said I owed some ridiculous amount of money, and so I then they said, "Well, you can't pay. You're done." And uh, so I had one last show, and I announced that the show was over. I had no idea, but the phone lines filled up, and people started saying how how much the show meant to them, how much the interviews meant. The, books that we had the the health information we provided and uh, one lady called up from uh, Bainbridge Island and she said I just want you to know that we're going to miss you terribly and I said well who's we and she said I'm an Alzheimer caregiver and and Lynn my patient is sitting right here and we listen to your show every day because you still reach her and she she loves your voice she loves how you how you sound when you laugh and she'll say there he goes again <laughs> no, I'm sure i remember your show i used to listen to it i think we had that conversation way back i loved your show my friends and i watched listen to it it wasn't on very long but man it was that was the you know because those are the folks i was hanging out with they were interested in it and oh it was- very, very very cool i remember that now yeah. but but it became it became part of my DNA. Yeah. And so talking with people like you who have the same impact, Sandy, there's going to be somebody that we don't know who's going to be impacted positively by oh. this show. Oh. And that's all we can ask for. That's all we can hope for. Oh, makes my heart smile. Thank you, Kevin, as always. I just I just adore you and I'm so glad we're doing this and and um and thanks for inviting me. Well, you're, 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 you're one of those people that, uh, I want to support because mm-hmm. you're, you're a good, you're a good human. You take mm-hmm. care of people. You're kind, you're loving. You really want to, you really want the best for everyone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you work hard every day to do it. Oh. And, uh, and, and plus the fact, I love the fact that you are continuing to grow mm-hmm. and your practice is growing. And as you get more um, uh, experience in what you're doing. Uh, not that you don't have it. You've had it for a long time. No, I get it. Anybody that, that does stuff for a long time, uh, they evolve in, and they get, to, you get downloads from, you know, it's like, why don't you try this? Why don't you try this? And, yeah. and you know, and yeah. stuff. so you thank should, you. you should be very proud of yourself. Oh, thank you, my friend. You know, I just, I, I, I want to say, I know we're going to be closing up pretty quick, but I do want to say one what I loved what you said about how I just had this feeling, you know, like I had this feeling 
And the thing that I think is so amazing is that those of us that are graced enough to have that moment of quiet, you know, where we actually can hear, some people call it a drumbeat, some people call it just, and not everybody has it, you know, that's why trunk dwellers, God love them, man, they're the bomb. They keep the wheels on <laughs> on the truck, seriously. Exactly. But it's like, it's like, it's, it's listen. I just, that's the whole thing. I'm just like, oh, guys, just listen to it. It's such grace to be able to have that moment where there's something that's drawing you forward and you don't know what it is. Our brain wants to figure it out immediately and then kill it off. It's just where our brain's, you know, left unattended, left unattended, you know. So so I just want to say to anyone that's listening, if they want information about the, the boardroom game, please contact me. I'll send you information. It's It would be my pleasure. So And go to, um, go to uh, the limbdweller.com. And you can get all the information that you need about her and uh, in her work. I really highly encourage you to go do that. Oh, it, thanks, it, would, it would be great. And by the way, I yeah. wanted to, uh, in case she is listening, um, our, our new virtual assistant who created that opening, what did you think? Well, she did. Whoever you are, can I get your number? <laughs> and look at your VA. <laughs> We'll we'll have a talk offline, and I'll I'll give you some information. Oh, absolutely! No, she did a that was that's amazing. It really, I loved it. You know, so, so thank you so much. And, oh. and 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 as a matter of fact, one of her tasks will be to email you directly with the links for this show, and also a link for you to come back and do it again for us to do this again. It's Love important. It. It's important. It. You bet. And I'll we'll talk offline. I'll introduce you to my buddy. I would love that. Yeah, that I, love I think it. he would he would, he would be great fun. And by the way, she's going to fix this one too. But this is the, maybe the last time this ending will play. But because she looked at it and goes, "Hmm." I can oh, I get that. the old ending. That's okay. I got the new beginning. I can work with it. <laughs> so, Sandy, thank you so much. Oh, you, you, you have a wonderful day. And um, and it's is it Sandy at limbdweller.com? Sandy S A N D Y at limbdweller.com. Email her. Uh, she, can, she can help you. Thank you. Say Kevin sent you, and uh, that'll be good to know. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> You'll only charge them double because I'm. I was like, what can I do them. here? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay offline here, bud. Okay, Sandy, right. stay right where you are. I'll be right you back. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of KMMedia.pro. Please visit our website, oddly enough, named kmmedia.pro for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great, positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to each other because each other.